party people in the house. This is Brian Buffington, and this is the 11th episode of Buff Nuggets, where all of your podcast dreams, well, they do, they do come true, especially this episode, because we have got a rap artist. You're like, well, Brian, I hate rap music. Why are you bringing a rap artist here? Well, it's a little different than maybe what you're picturing in your head. He is a South Georgia teacher. He raps about content. He's, he does social studies. He also raps about dad bods, which I definitely have one at the ripe age of 38. So you want to stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Um, in case you have forgotten, if you're a follower or a subscriber of Buff Nuggets, which I highly suggest that you are, or you do become that person, um, you are officially a buffoon. Yeah, it's kind of like the fan club name, the buffoons. Um, that was that was crowd source. Had a lot of teachers help me with that one. So be looking for t-shirts and other swag. It's going to be coming in hot. Speaking of hot, it is not hot right now in Northeast Georgia. It's cooling down. There's like a little hint of fall in the air, um, which makes me think about house concerts. I'm booking some of those. So Rusty T and I will be hitting the, the backyards on people's farms and maybe their porches and doing some social social distancing concerts for them. So we're, we're excited about that. And also football is in the air. And if if you know anything about me, you know I love the Miami Dolphins. This this is going to be a good year for us. I'm feeling really good about Fitzmagic. We got Tua. And uh, football starts, I think, Thursday. This Thursday. Um, and I'll be releasing this podcast thing on Friday, so the day before. So the day before football came out. So, And what, something really cool that we're doing as the Buffington household is we're doing fantasy football. So a lot of you have heard about fantasy football. Maybe you play it with friends. I think it's a fun way to play a game with your family um, and also kind of teaches about statistics and, and and we're excited about all things fall in the buff household so hey at the end of this podcast i got a new single just came out uh last week it's called ride a moose or slash noisy goose and i'd be I really appreciate you guys check that out and give it a listen so hey let's get started michael Dern, rap artist south georgia let's do this What's going on, everybody? This is another episode of Buff Nuggets. I think this is episode number 11. Um, again, we, we have gotten so far. Like when we first started cranking these things out, like right there in the COVID times, I was like, I don't even know if podcasts are going to be a thing, you know, eight months from now. And here we are. And I have the most rad-tastic guest ever. Um, and his name is Michael Duran. He's a middle school teacher, social studies teacher in South Georgia. Um, but he's, he's he's got a little twist. He does things a little bit differently. He likes to get a little crazy in his classroom. Um, and the first time I met Michael, it was, was kind of interesting. I was in South Georgia doing some training, and I had had somebody from my past say, "Brian, you got to meet this guy. Like this guy's your twin." I was like, "Ain't nobody look as good as me." And then out of nowhere comes this guy who has very similar features. We we will never get you know, mistaken as twins. And um, I was like, this guy, we're soulmates. And he makes music. He makes awesome, fun music. And I was like, I've got to get to know him. So here we, he's on the podcast. So Mike, you're on the podcast. Tell everybody, hey. Hey. Okay. okay. I, now I, I, I was, I was getting this thing pretty crunk. And you, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, you totally, that was the greatest introduction of my life. Possibly it's all downhill from that, from here, from the, that moment. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on this podcast, dude. And yeah, we do. We are basically twins, and that's so it's like looking into a Zoom meeting with myself. I, I have a lot of Zoom meetings with myself because I need more friends. But uh. he's he's actually wearing the same color shirt that I'm wearing. I'm wearing my '90s 
country music shirt, which 90s country music is the best. And he's right. wearing the creator's going to create Buffington edition. Yeah, he's he's getting very lots of extra uh, brownie points for that. So I had to do um, it. So, Mike, um, I, I like to start things out. I feel like, you know, before you teach us something, we've got to get to know you. We've got to trust you. Okay. So, and I think relatability is super important. I think you'll be able to relate to people on the podcast, on the podcast very easily um, with your content and also these little questions I have for you. They're kind of fun okay. and goofy. So, here Give we go. It. It's going to be a this or that. This or that. So, get ready. You can get with this or you can get with get that. With the, yeah. So, I like how you just, you got, yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. Uh, time travel or space travel? Oh. I'm thinking, is Matthew McConaughey at all involved? Uh, um, if he's not involved, mm -hmm. then I'm going to go with space travel. Space travel. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Space travel. There's no right or wrong here. We just okay, want to okay, get to know you. Okay. We just want to get to know you. There's so much pressure. I know. Uh, spiders or snakes? Uh, like, which one do I not want to kill me? Which one do you like the most? Which one do I like? I'm going to go with spiders on that. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, straight fries or curly fries? Curly fries. I, you didn't have to ask. Yeah, I kind of figured that. I was just yeah. like, I think I got one stuck in my beard somewhere. You got one in your beard. I see oh, it. That, we're going to get the beards in a second. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yeah. I should have said it right. I was going to say it right when you, before you even said you knew, it. You knew what it was going to be. Right. Now, this one's fun because I saw your, your background on Facebook or, or your uh, banner. Ghostbusters Station Wagon. I think it actually has a name. Is it? Is it that? The Echo, Echo One. Echo the One. Okay. Yep. Echo One versus the Batmobile. Um, I got, you still got to go Batmobile, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, criminals are real. We don't know about ghosts. I don't. You get, you got the batarang. You got the stuff, the missiles that shoot out the side. And I actually was just telling my wife the other day. She asked me, "When do I?" think I'll know that I'm successful. And I said, I'll know that I've hit the level of success I want when I drive home and I have to drive through a waterfall to get into my driveway. You know what I mean? Like it's a secret part of a mountain that nobody sees and you go in through the waterfall and you park and nobody knows your secret layers in there. That's, yeah, that's, that's a very common seventh grade social studies teacher, you know, thing. I mean, you're right. So th I'm, I'm, th I'm feeling that in your future. Um, soft, to soft taco or hard taco? Soft, always. Okay. Yeah, soft and soggy, right? Although, uh, seriously, I chipped a tooth one time on a soft taco. Not Ooh. Even. And I was, so, I was so mad because I was like, this is, a, this is ironic. And, like, why did I – Why did, you know, it could have been anything hard. But, no. It wasn't, it wasn't like, on a stage in front of fans, like, just getting super crazy. Right. that's how, you know, musicians break their teeth a lot with a the, with the, with the mic up on their lips. But That's true. Well, right, there are beat mics anymore because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the microphone is a spitty type uh thing so i don't know if there's even gonna be my we're all gonna look like uh like boy bands with the headset mics and oh, stuff. the britney spears mic and, uh, yeah. and i guess what we need to do is just bring our own little foam covers like you know in the churches they had the i don't know if they still do this but had the different colors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look like like bozo's nose and and some guy in the back's like okay that's that's sister mildred over there and we're gonna have to turn her down she's purple everybody you know that's you that's you all right last one last one um Brian Buffington's beard or Mike Duran's beard? Brian Buffington's easy. Yeah, yeah. Mine, like, swallows. You, got the Jack Black. you have the sort of Jack Black sort of thing, which he just cut his off, like, on his uh, social media. But mm -hmm. you have that. See, I got the gray right there. But oh, yeah. you, I like the gray on the sides with the dark in the front. It makes it look awesome. Yeah, people think that's, the, you know, that's like I go to the 
the barber for that. Yeah. that that's just natural. And actually, the mustache is blonde. It's a trifecta. Yeah, of, of, the of, perfect like, uh, storm of, of facial grooming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so listeners, by the way, you got to know Michael. He's he has chosen wisely, and we got to know him. Hopefully, you got to relate to him some with some of those uh, some of those questions here. But I was talking to him before the show. Yeah, just getting warmed up, and, uh, and it was just fun reflecting on some of the places I've been, and, he, and how he and how Michael had got into some of the same endeavors too. So I was some of you don't know this on the show, but I was once a a DJ. Like I had a guy come to me at church and he's like, Brian, I've got a classic rock station. He's like, we need a three hour Christian rock show. And I've heard you like Christian rock music. And I said, I know, I know a thing or two, like, let's, let's do it. And you're going to, you're going to give me, he gave me the keys to a trailer in the middle of nowhere in South Georgia. It was like a million watt station or something. I was going to Valdosta, Waycross, Little Wissy, Alapahal, Willacoochee, all those towns. I got to hear all my, all my music. And what a what what a wonderful time I had friends come in the studio and then mike told me he had a he was a dj so yeah, mike it, tell us tell us about your dj experience. it just never seems to end the uh the similarities between us it just keeps happening but i told him i was like yeah you know actually when i was i think i just started college i needed like a little quick job so where did i go in albany georgia i went to stardust skate center and they gave me the prestigious job of being that cool guy who gets to put the skates back in the box after the kids, I guess, just leave them. They just leave them in piles because they're savages. Now, did you, do, did you do the spray? Like you had a little spray? No, we, that, was, that, was, that was pre-COVID by about 30 years. So we just, you know, say 20 years, we just shoved, uh, shoved them in this, uh, these boxes and they were super stank and everything was terrible. But uh, the day I went in, I think it was like one of the first times I went into work, they were, it was supposed to, I was supposed to get off at 8 o'clock at night. And it was New Year's Eve. And they said, our DJ just lost his mind and just walked out. Can you spend some music tonight? And I was like, well, when do I, wouldn't that put me here till eight o'clock the next morning? They were like, absolutely. So I did it because I needed the money. So I go back there, I start spending whatever. I don't know what I'm doing, right? I'm probably breaking right. stuff. And, uh, you know, the kids are coming in. These like little bitty kids are coming and asking for these songs that they should not be listening to. And they're <laughs> requesting them by name. And I'm like, bro, I'm not playing that for you or your mom or anybody. And so I'm spinning Michael Jackson. And I think I'm getting audibly booed by kids out there. And then they asked me, could you be the Christian DJ who does the Wednesday night thing? And so I take over. I start spinning, you know, KJ52, which I just happen to have the, the well, I haven't I haven't seen that album in a long, long time. <laughs> I think he was on Tooth and Nail, which you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I think. Uh, or uh, I think BEC was one of their like other sub oh. sub record labels. Um, you know, that's that's so funny. You know, I I love I love uh, I love DJing. It was so fun, man. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I just kind of was winging it every time. And they made me take the money at the front, you know, so I'm trying to keep an eye on the record, like whatever's playing, and I'm over here trying to take up two dollars for whatever it was, you know, to come skate. It was a crazy, it was a hectic job. It was very stressful and uh, I have PTSD sometimes still about it. Wake well, up I'm, I'm going uh, to just one up on there for a second and then okay. we're going to go back into Michael. But the, um, I actually had someone book, I had a band um, and the band was called Light Shed. It was a band and we we're like a three, three piece band. And someone hired us to play a bowling alley New Year's Eve show for like a, just a bunch of, like a bunch of youth events youth groups at this event and so we actually put a a big huge blanket on the on the bowling alley 
of like a lane, a bowling lane. We have the drums there. We have the bass. We have the guitar. And it was insane. It was insane. And I'm, I'm sure it gave someone a stroke that people were actually on. Because y'all know, if you can't, you can't get on a lane without getting yelled at. Yeah. You're bowling. Oh, yeah. And we're For like sure. playing music. It was, it was amazing. That sounds cool. Yeah, so uh, you'll get there one day, okay? That's that's next level for you. That's that's what I'm aiming for is the bowling alley shows. So if you guys haven't figured out, uh, Mike D over here, I'm just call you Mike D a little bit. Uh, but okay. you also have another name. What's, yeah. what's your stage name? My my stage name is C Rock C Dash Rocks. I used to go by a different name. I used to rap and do shows. And uh, a, f- a family friend of ours, they have like four little kids, and their little kids couldn't say it, so they were like C Rocks. And so I thought, well. I mean, rap names don't have to really mean anything. That's it's right. And these little kids, it's hilarious. They call me C-Rock. So enough little kids call me that that I just said, all right, I'll be C-Rocks. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And so some of you guys have figured out, Mike loves music. C-Rocks loves music. We want to know, how did you get started with this? We're going to talk about education here in a second. That's what okay. a lot of people, when they think of Brian Buffington, they think about education, think of technology. Right. Maybe not necessarily school, but we talk about other uses of tech too. But how did you get started with rapping like when did that happen uh i was in high school i graduated in 01 um dating myself a little bit uh when did you graduate what year did you graduate uh oh oh man the double okay all right okay all right i was wondering i was like is this gonna be another similarity um so yeah i i started rapping in high school i worked at harvey's and i stocked the shelves every night with my homie sherrod and my friend sherrod would have this little tape player a little bootleg bootleg like five dollar tape player and we were listening to little wayne the block is hot on that every single night while we're putting up groceries and eventually and i was like i kind of like this i kind of like it a little bit you know what i'm saying and i started and my friend was like yeah you should you should try to do it so i went home i wrote this rap i came in I, it was my day off i came into harvey's in adel georgia where's where i was at and i walk up to my friend sherrod and he's in there you know stocking the shelves and he's like why are you here and you're off i was like, I gotta spit this verse for you man i wrote it i'm so proud of it what do you think and I wrapped it. And let me tell you, I don't even remember what it was now, but it was hot garbage. And somebody should have told me to stop. <laughs> but my, my naive mom is like, she's the sweetest thing in the world. She's like, that's great, honey. Keep going. And You're just, not doing drugs. This is great. <laughs> you know, it was a good substitute. So that's how I ended up um, kind of starting to rap. And then around 2006 or so, I started really like going to studios and making kind of a weird like finding my voice and trying to find like a a weird mix of parody about whatever I was doing like I had a song um I had a song about what was it about cell phone bill was too high and I couldn't afford to pay it so you know very similar to the stuff you do where we just talk about stuff that we know yeah yeah and we try to flip it and make something that everybody can relate to and it's funny and that kind of stuff so yeah I started doing a lot more then I like you you just you just said where you're from you said Adele and Adele. when I think about Adele, I think about Adele, baby. And That's all, right. All my dad there. worked there. My dad worked at Cook County Ford. And so, Cook I mean, County literally Ford. everybody in Albany was like, oh, that's Adele, baby. They call me that in college. They call me Adele, baby. Adele, baby. I'm a that's grown cool. man. Where'd you go to college at? I went to Darton College originally for theater, if you couldn't, uh, if you couldn't guess. I have a little bit of a dramatic flair uh, for theater, but um, yeah, that didn't, I, I was in a rock band. I was playing bass and I just dropped out. I was like, eh, it's, it's not for me. And it wasn't until years later that my wife was like, oh, I met my, my girlfriend at the time um, who became my wife. She originally told me, she was like, you need to go back to school. You're great with kids. I think you could be a teacher. And I was like, 
yeah, right. I am awful as a student. I'm a terrible student, you know, and all this stuff. I didn't think I could pass one test. And I went back to school and I actually made straight A's the whole time I was going back for my education degree and like all of that. So it was crazy. It was, it was like a little bit of, you take 10 years of working fast food jobs and trying to be a gangster rapper and you, you focus that energy towards school. You can do a lot of things. You can do uh, just another similarity, Mike. I, I, pretty much flunked out of music school in college. Nice. Okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't told that story, but yeah, I did um, a couple years of that and that didn't work out. And so I walked over to the, to the, cause I remember like middle, it's like middle school was kind of fun. You know, I, I could probably teach middle school. I walk over there and the lady's like, you're a, you're a music major flunky and you want to teach middle school. She's like, what, 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 what are you thinking? Like, what, how, how are you going to do this? And like she really doubted my ability to teach middle wow. school and for good reason, for good reason. But yeah, that's how I got into teaching. Um, all right. So we know how you got started with rapping. Now, now let's bring it into the classroom. Okay. Uh, in the classroom, I, when I first, I'm not gonna lie, I've been here, this will be my fourth year at Valdosta Middle School. And my first year, I honestly was kind of like afraid to let the students know that I rapped which was kind of weird looking back on it now because now I embrace it. But at the time I was like, oh, I don't really want them, you know, like all looking into my raps and stuff like that. Because in the past I had written, I'm not going to lie, I'll be totally honest and transparent here. Yeah, we yeah. like transparency. Um, I, in the past, I wrote raps like Eminem. I wanted to kind of go after that shock crowd. And I was for a while. I was doing shows in Minnesota and uh, Dallas, Texas, Austin, Texas, Oklahoma. I was not trying to flex. I was just all over the place doing these shows. And like kids love that shocking type stuff. You know, mm -hmm. they loved like, they loved any kind of rap that was like, like Eminem, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I definitely at the beginning of um, working with, with students, I was like, ah. I don't really, I don't know if I should bring that up that I like to do rap myself. And I don't know. I just felt there was a lot of fear and I had so many people telling me, man, you cannot live your life based on the old you. And I would hear that from people and I never would let it sink in. It, it was weird. It was like, I just, I was like, yeah, I believe it, but I don't really believe it. Mm. I, I believed it by word, but not by action. But I, so I just let that fear control me for a long time and like just kind of afraid of my identity and all of that stuff. Yeah. But then some, there was just something that happened where I started to see that the way I interacted with kids, the way other people saw um, how my classroom was and how my love for this job and this profession was so real that I started getting like, I can, I can be myself. I don't have to do the old stuff I used to do. I can, you know, use this in, a, in the most positive way. That's why I got into teaching anyway. Yeah. And so using it in the classroom is amazing. I've been making songs about, I'm working on a project called the, uh, what is it? The study guide. And I basically had this idea in my head to take every topic that gives kids a hard time, such as like economics. I struggle with it as a Dude, kid. Let me, let me tell you, you could just stop for a second. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I should have flunked economics in, in school, <laughs> but my kids, we're in the car. We're in the Honda Civic. I got a little subwoofer underneath. Nice. My seat. It's probably worth more than my car. And we're, we're cranking up and they're, they're like talking about like, you know, trade embargoes. And I'm like, what? My girl's like in fourth grade. She knows like talking about, I'm like, what do you know about trade embargoes? <laughs> they love this stuff. What a great idea, man. So what else do you, what else are some of the topics that kids have a hard time with? 
Um, they really struggle with government, and that's why I've been sticking to government and economics. But I've also got some history joints. I've got some joints about uh, uh, some of the history that I teach in this class. But I try to find some topics, too, that will work not just for seventh grade, but that will work for sixth and seventh. Because sixth and seventh is a, like a world uh, overview of the different parts of the world. And so then when you get to eighth grade, you know, you have Georgia history. It's a little different. So I'm really trying to find some themes where sixth and seventh graders struggle the, the most. And that's what that's what I'm trying to make the project out of. And I have this idea of being like, all right, kids, go into Google Classroom. I have the uh, study guide rap section. Download that. Let's do it a thousand times. I'm done. I'm gonna sit behind my desk here and I'll just play. I'm just play. <laughs> Dude, that's that's so. Awesome. Now, what did the what did the the students think about a middle aged white guy rapping right there? Well, I, I straight trash myself, you know, because kids, they, they just fire on each other all day long. That's the term here about us the middle. Oh, he tried to fire on me. Oh, you firing on me? I mean, it's constantly. It's like you know, World War Three up in here. But they, they do. They, they're constantly like they ridicule each other. And when I first started working with this group, I was like, guys, got to talk sweet to each other. You got to be nice to each other, you know. And then the more I, the more they told me, they were like, Mr. Duran, that's just how we talk to each other. Like, that's how we communicate on a daily basis. I was like, oh you don't really, you don't mean it. So I fire on myself in my songs. I make fun of my bald spot. I make fun of being too white. I make fun of being, you know, just whatever, just like too old, I mean, too old and too overweight and too, I don't know, just give me something and I'll, I'll rip on myself. I come in with some busted shoes and point it out before anybody has a chance to. It's like that eight mile, you know, Eminem final battle scene every day for me. And, That's my life. You know? And I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is like, you had you had to build that culture in your class for and for people yeah. to be comfortable um, pointing out our our, um, our our little our little quirks that we have, you know, or things right. that that don't maybe mat, match up to what the world thinks we should look like or be like. Exactly. That that goes beyond rap. That goes beyond social studies. I think that's a, that's a great skill to have uh, for a student is to be able to take things and let them kind of bounce off, uh, bounce off if you not take everything so personal. Right. You know, they, uh, we always give a first day student inventory and we start here Tuesday and I'm going through that inventory. And my, my buddy who was working with me the first year here that I worked, uh, uh, Clayton Hammonds, Mr. Hammonds, um, he, he had posted something on Facebook about don't ask kids the first day of school. What's the most exciting thing about you or what is the what's the most incredible thing you did over the COVID break? I call it that like it's a holiday or something. But what's the most incredible thing? You, no, no. Ask somebody, ask the kids, what is the most boring thing about you? You know, ask them something like that, something that's going to catch them off guard, but also show that, yeah, we're all we can all be pretty boring sometimes. Like we can we don't have to just focus on like star people like you know you can just be yourself and mm -hmm. and that's what these, these kids need i had some kids come today for open house and they, you know their body language and eyes are down on the carpet and they're just kind of like mm -hmm. nervous because that's this age group and i think it's my calling and i really am i'm so thankful to my wife for putting the bug in my ear that this profession could work for me she worked at the sheriff's boys ranch and i would go chaperone stuff with her and she was like you're great with kids you need to do this and man i even said it on a song i'm, I'm doing now my uh, new album i'm work, working on i just i can't get over how much i don't feel like i'm going to work every day and i keep wow. feeling like they're gonna find out and they're gonna come take my paycheck away like <laughs> Well, did y'all hear that? All my, my listeners, all my buffoons, that's my, my, my followers. Okay. Nice. My, nice. My buffoons, okay. We got to get a rap song about that, but Heck yeah. he, um, he just quote said, I don't feel like I'm coming to work. I don't. That that's next level everybody. And 
I know a lot of people who it definitely feels like work right now. And I know you haven't started with students yet and um, you may sleep a little bit harder when the students come back in. Very true. Um, but I, I, I'm looking at you right here. I get to see your face, um, get to hear your voice. I believe that. I believe that you really enjoy doing this thing that you do. And it's, you know, some people are in this profession in education and they're, you know, it's just, it wasn't for them. They, they, right. they tried all the things they went all to the, they went to all the PD. They, they, they listened to Harry Wong's book or whatever. They're like, just man, it ain't cutting it. It's not what they were meant to do. Um, so I appreciate your honesty, your transparency with that. So, um, Hey, how does it help? How does music help your students? I'm just, I don't know if you have any hard data on that. Probably not, but. Like, um, no, I, well, this year, because I've been really uh, stockpiling songs and getting it really put together, like the Trey Barrier rap you were talking about your kids listen to, that's one I recorded at the, right before March of last year, whenever, or this year when everything went out. And so I'm trying to like stockpile songs and have enough, but I do eventually want to see how well uh, it changes their scores on like formative assessments or summative assessments. And I, as a matter of fact, I came up with a map rap that goes, which even rhymes, which just sounds good by itself. But I came up with a, I've always given them ways to remember where things are on the map using rhymes, you know, like Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan. Okay. And I'll tell them, put your favorite rapper ad lib at the end of that, you know, and we point, we go across the board and that way they can remember where everything is in that oh order on their map. So I would do like Hardy B. I'd be like, oh, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan. Okay you know, or whatever her ad lib is. And, uh, and, but now that I'm actually putting them in a song, I'm going to look this year and see what their scores are on that first map quiz and see how well, because somebody was telling me that song's riding and they're, uh, Miss Williams I work with, she said she's going to look out when they're taking their test and she can, she's probably going to see them kind of like doing their lips, like they're rapping the song in their head. And then I'll know I've, I've been successful at it. Like, oh man, for one, I'm, I'm successful in just having you teach me new vocabulary words such as riding. <laughs> Like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this song's riding, or but why are you firing on me? So I've, 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 been, I've, been, I've been taking some notes. I'm, I'm going to make Good. sure I include that in some of my my professional development. And um, yeah, you're right. When you talk about music uh, earlier, you were saying you know you're a little hesitant. You were scared. Like you know, I don't know if this is going to work with yeah. this crowd. Maybe they'll find out about my past. And maybe my music that music doesn't. It's not for them or for whatever right. whatever right. it was. And I you know I work with adults. You work with students. And what I I mean. You, you, you've been to professional development like a million times. Oh yeah. You know, and that's hit or miss. And there's, <laughs> and so I was just like, I'm just going to like take some chances here. And very hesitant at first. And probably you talk to anybody who I started bringing the guitar to these, these things. I'm like, is this something that people normally do when they, they work with adults and they teach them how to use Google classroom? And they're like, no, Brian, nobody does that. And I was like, well, that's why I want to, I want to do something different. Exactly. Um, I got. I follow this guy. He's at Savannah Bananas. He's the owner, Jesse Cole. Um, I've talked about him in some of my presentations before. He says, like, like verbatim, like whatever everybody else is doing, you 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 want to go do the opposite. Exactly, and, and that really stood out to me at your training that we went to back in I think it was March. That does that just blows my mind the way you got the graphics and you got the guitar and we got the song and then we're training for a minute and then you do this and that and the funny the humor that you incorporate is like spot on what I try to do with the kids and that keeps them, you know, I might just, we might be taking notes. I might just stand up on a desk and start singing Aladdin just at top volume, you know, and um, that's, that's man. Just, just to get them back on track and get, a, get the, the energy back up in the room. And uh, I think part of 
being a teacher is like being a stand-up comedian or something because the energy they give you is what you get to give them back and it's it perpetuates you know it's, dude that's uh, the truth man <laughs> i mean if nobody's giving me and that's what's tough with this digital stuff you know with this whole zoom thing for those who thrive off that environment they're not getting anything back and so we got teachers who are upset like i can't see the kids faces you know they don't right. have the cameras and there's this this whole thing and i'm not i'm not going to debate that mess right now but you know if if they can't get the energy and they don't know what to do, they don't know what mm -hmm. to do. So sometimes you have, you have to work really hard to channel. Like, like I'm getting the energy from the chat box and this <laughs> boom, I could tell they're really digging this, like, you know, uh, trade embargo lesson I'm giving them right now. Right. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've pre-recorded some lessons for this upcoming, you know, class, whatever. And after you do like four hours of pre-recorded lessons and things like that, you'll catch yourself on, on the, uh, on the you know, screencastify and your voice is like, all right, everybody, now we're going to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Oh, no, that's not right. Delete, start over, go get some coffee, try that again. Was that like Barry White? You were doing like, everybody, now I want you to go down to page 22. <laughs> now don't do that. Don't do that. Um... I got a couple more things for you. And actually, this is buff nuggets. We turned this into like a buff 24 karat gold brick. I mean, this ain't even a nugget anymore. So yes. uh, I may I may lose a couple subscribers, but I think I'm going to gain like 40,000 because this is good <laughs> stuff. This is good stuff. Um, what's your process for writing? So somebody who wants to write music. So okay. a lot of educators have a musical background. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me, what's your, what's your process for, for rapping? Mine is uh, really weird. Well, it's not too weird. I, I can, I'm not one of those people that can come up with a song without the production already. So what I do is I've got like a, a stable of like three or four or five producers that like their beats and their sounds really make sense with my voice and my cadence. And so I pretty much only work with them. And what I do is I will find a track that they have and then I will usually like pay the, for the exclusive rights, get the track, start working on it, come up with the hook first. Because if you don't come up with a hook first, what is your what is your verse about? Like, if you don't really have that, sometimes we can just get scatterbrained if we come up with a verse first and you're just rhyming to be rhyming. And I do have one or two songs on my upcoming project that are like that. They're just fun, rhyming to rhyme, you know. But um, but for the most part, got to have that hook. Got to have – it's it's like certain things, like my song Dad Bod that just came out. That is a straight up, like, I was walking around the block trying to get some – physical health back in my life, trying to make healthy choices. And I, there's a creek down the road from my house. And I stopped at the creek because the neighbors were looking at me when I was out there. I was making some weird breathing noise. I stopped by the creek and I was just standing there covered in sweat. And I was like, bro, I have let myself go. And I have a dad bod and there's nothing I can do right now about this. And it's frustrating. So I went to my car, which is also a Honda Civic. And I sat in my car and I <laughs> What year? What year? Uh, it's a 2012. Okay. All right. Uh, 2014. There we go. Okay. okay. So a little different. I'm sitting, in the, I'm sitting in my car. I load up this track that a producer sent me and I immediately, I mean, it's like 20 minutes. The verses just come out of me. And to me, it's like one of my favorite songs I've ever written. And it's about something so silly, but that's what, um, that's the best. I don't know. That's my process. No, no my, my, my wife's in the car with me. We're listening to dad bod and she keeps like looking at me like, and trying not to giggle meaning it's all true right it's, it's hit me it's hit me in the upper 30s uh, I, mean, I loved it. i loved it i related to it really well Thank um you. one more thing roadblocks I, yeah. I want i want this to be inspirational and it, it has already been inspirational by by you just taking chances and really um you know cranking out the creativity in your in your classroom not being scared of doing that but um, 
give, give me like one road one roadblock and how you overcame it. And so hoping to inspire somebody else who wants to do something like, like this. I think, um, uh, let me think. There's, there's a couple of different things that really come to mind. Uh, one is I'm, I'm still a new teacher. You know, this is like my fourth year. I'd done a, I'd done a long-term sub before I took the job here uh, at Lowndes High School and did a long-term sub there. But then I came here as my fourth year coming up. So I'm still a new teacher. So some of the things that are, that are kind of tough for me are given like actual real cr critical or credible or usable feedback to students. Um, and, and so that's been something that's been kind of tough. Classroom management is not easy. My first year of school, it yeah. wasn't easy. And I said something about that in a, in a verse I wrote recently. For, for, um, for people with your skill set, yeah, you, it's usually those who are very creative, those who like to do those things in the classroom, the classroom management, how, like, it's hard to do both. Boom. Um, yes. Yes. So it takes, exactly. it takes some practice. That's probably the biggest thing is that I want to do on the spot creative stuff. And I do that a lot with my class. Like my first academic, we might do, we might switch it up 15 times by the time we hit fourth. Uh, but being able to just rein it in and having the structure because I have a creative brain that wants to go here and there. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest roadblock is being able to rein it in and make sure I'm giving a quality, you know, education to the kids. And um, that's, uh, that's probably been the toughest thing. Well, well so give people tips. So that's been a roadblock. And you're just being very honest. Like Brian is a creative person. I've been doing this three or four years. So it has gotten better. Like right. I'm, I'm, I guarantee it. So what is something you've learned? What is a buff nugget, a tip that you can give people for like reining in things when you want to do these wild creative things? How do you get students to kind of calm back down? What's your, what's your, what's your tip? Well, uh, if, if to get them to calm down, you know, you do a lot. I, I do a lot of, um, uh, the hand signal, the hand, the, you know, that kind of stuff with the kids. We do a lot of signs. I might do, I'll take stuff from like famous rappers. I'll do like Tupac uh, or I'll do things like that, that they have call and response with. Okay. That's awesome. Favorite yeah. hooks and, and do that kind of stuff that helps rain the energy back in for sure. Okay. Because when you like last year, we had like 32 and I know the other teams down the hall, they had even more. We've, I've had 35 in a classroom. Man. So, um, you know, I might say um, like, to, like I might say, I'm different, man, I'm different. And the kids say, pulled up to the scene with my silly missing, you know, or something like that. And that catches them and gets them back. But also as far as my being able to rein stuff in is to kind of look at a activity we want to do ahead of time and looking at giving myself more time to get more quality instead of trying to shove something all together. Like, oh, this is going to be banging. And then only give it one day and not giving it that time to, to talk about it and decompress and see what the kids actually learn. Cause it's not about me. It's about the students. And, and that part of my creative brain, I turn that off sometimes. You know, like, you know, I just, I just saw a, a post. It was uh, maybe you, you got to attend this. I don't know. It was, it was through Valdez city schools, but they were, they were talking about quality assessments. You know, mm -hmm. I think this is the year that every teacher should say, you know what, maybe we have way too many assessments. We just right. need creative outside the box quality assessments. Um, and true. that's going to serve. And, and, and that was in your school system there. So hopefully that trickles down to, to what, to what you're doing there. And that'll, I think that'll serve a lot of people. Well, Hey that's guys, uh, we've got sea rocks in the house and yeah. it wouldn't be a true buff nugget party with sea rocks. Uh, and I'm going to get a screenshot while he's doing this. By the way, you guys can see. I had to switch glasses on. He just put on some Gucci glasses. I, I doubt yeah. they're Gucci. I don't know. But he's, he wants that waterfall for his Honda Civic in his in his yard. There, but, um, but he's he's about to drop something. Drop it like it's hot. 
So let's uh, let's let's see what he's got for us, everybody. All right, so I have a new project in the works. Uh, that's actually, by the time you hear this, it will be out. It's called the Tune Tape, and you can get it off my website. I'm sure Brian will give you all the link to it. Um, and it is, there's a couple of singles from the project that are going to be on iTunes and Spotify. Kmart will have them, a dark alleyway that you shouldn't be going down at 3 o'clock in the morning, blockbuster video rental. They will be available. And one of those singles is called Teaching for a Living. And I'm going to just spit acapella the first verse for Teaching for a Living. So it says, 107 grade is calling on you. Everybody got their hands up, trying to stand up. All my patience is spent. Can I go to the bathroom, Mr. D? Please, good grief, you just went. Ah, y'all be killing me, man, so it's silent classroom again and again. How? How y'all think it's a game and I don't understand? No, I won't understand, no. Had the whole thing worked out. Went to college, did the whole route. Student alone by the boat now, but I'm going to slow down. Time to teach these young and let them know now. Walked in the front door now like it's about to go down. Then reality put me on the flow now. When I figure four leg lock and a headlock, me, myself, and I. That's a pronoun. Thinking like what? This is going to be easy. Please believe me, it's anything but. Some days can be hard. Got to fight for joy and just fight not to give up. Watch your kids say something crazy and have me laughing and joking and cutting up with them. Students bringing me up when I was so, so down when I stepped in the building. Man, that's the business and that's her villain. The plan that he building with his hands and his spirit in us. Yeah, I just pray for the diligence to be a light in this position every minute of it. Shine bright when it start to get hard and it's stressful when every student forgot to bring the paper and pencil when paperwork piling the piles, giving finger blisters. Ugh. Man. All right. So that's Ooh. the new. Hey, Buff Nugget, you better, <laughs> you better put the brakes on wherever you are. Uh, you need to go flush that toilet and you need to go find somewhere and go clap real loud. Go scream because man, he just he just dropped it right there, guys. That was that was so hot and that's fresh, right? That's exclusive. Yep, it's not even out yet. That is a Buff Nugget. Ex we never had an exclusive experience exclusive. like that. It's hot. It's so hot. Those bars were so hot. They just came in and they were trying to temperature check me just now. I was just trying to make sure. Oh, is that COVID references. Oh, COVID references. <laughs> Guys, C-Rocks, Michael Duran, middle school teacher in South Georgia. He did bring a lot, a lot of Buff Nuggets. Um, in today's episode, I, I just want to—I want to thank you so much, Michael, for being here. Hey, you thank you for having me. This was a blast. You inspire me for what with what you're doing, and you know, I've already talked to him about this. I said, hey, I, you know, I do a lot of these Zoom sessions and with people all across the all across the nation. It's like, you know what? I want to intentionally have him Zoom bomb some sessions of mine because I just think how fun that would be. It's like, it's like who? Who's just coming? Someone just came in on your session, Brian. And I want you to drop some fat beat like that. And they'll be like, what is going on? That's what I want. That's what, so that's what, so y'all be looking for that. If you, if you're taking part in some of my sessions this year, guys, Michael Dern, make sure you go catch, catch his album, catch his singles, uh, make it rain all over, all over his stuff, buy some merch, whatever you're doing, support what he's doing. He's doing some amazing things with students there in South Georgia. Hey, Michael, I appreciate you. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, dude. All right, so I've got a special job, a special task for all of my buff nugget buffoons out there. I just simply want you to go to Spotify. I want you to go to Apple Music, go to YouTube. You can, you can be like Mike and go to Blockbuster. Wherever you want to go, get your media and type in C-R-O-K-S and get acquainted with Michael's music. It is awesome. It's fun. Um, he, he even has a special limited edition CD autograph package that's coming out. I think he said only 50 copies of those are ever going to be made. I've already picked up one for me, but here's what I'm going to do because I just believe in what he's doing. I believe in the power of music in the classroom to engage and inspire. The first three people who contact me through however you want to contact me through Twitter, Instagram, 
Facebook, whatever it is, and say, Brian, I listen to the podcast. I like Buff Nuggets. I like C-Rock's music. I'm going to have him just mail you a CD. So that's the first three people. I'm going to pay for that, get an autographed CD. And that's really how we're going to support the musicians that we love. Hey, guys, you'll have the most wonderful day ever. Buff is out. Thank you.